Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome to this week's edition of the Geekly Planet, where we talk about all the things that we're geeking out about. We hope that you enjoy this week's episode with your hosts, Pat Aldridge, TJ Tamer, and Trey Pierce. Hey everybody, welcome in to your weekly edition of the Geekly Planet, where we talk about all the things we're geeking out about. Um, for some reason, you want to check it out, and you know that we believe here at the Geekly Planet that we all geek out about something. And so, gentlemen... It has been one week since we started. (laughs) (laughs) One week since we started the Great Weight Loss Challenge. Two weeks since we decided to do the cigar pipe tobacco thing. We have a couple episodes of Halo to talk about, an episode of Picard to talk about. I would say. That's a pretty full plate. <laughs> we all, we all had a episode of Moon Knight to talk about. Oh, that's dessert. We saved that for last. So he, uh, so what? What he's telling, no, uh, what he's telling us, Trey, is to keep our freaking focus and do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like honestly, like the, the Moon Knight episode punched me in the feels. So you know, we, uh, it, we was tough, it was tough. It was tough. It's speaking of yeah. getting punched in the feels. So today. Um, so, you know, my father-in-law, uh, is ill. And so he's got, he digressed to the point where we had to put him into a, a, a home. And so that was a couple weeks ago. So he's getting adjusted, whatever, whatever. Well, um, my mother-in-law is having the carpet replaced. And so today I spent all day with some of his friends, of my father-in-law's friends, high school buddies that they've been friends for, you know, seven 60 years and uh so we were moving all of our furniture either into this truck or into the the non-carpeted parts of our house so that they could you know come and tear up the carpet and 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 replace it and so to do that we ended up going through a bunch of junk and a bunch of stuff as we all know we just people accrue things and especially when you're 70 you've accrued a lot of things and when you're 70 and also a little bit of a hoarder, you accrue even many more things. And so a lot of things made it into the trash can, but several things made it home with me. And one of them I put into the chat was this little uh, Calibri lighter, little slow flame lighter. Very skinny, very bougie, very cool. That made gold, it home. Little gold black number, little slinky. Yeah, and so uh, so that's what I lit the cigar with. Very wonderful, and um, uh, and I was out there with my uh, tobacco leaf uh, ashtray that looks like a tobacco leaf because you know reasons, and uh, you know being in North Carolina where we still raise tobacco, and uh, anyways, but then I also came home with a. A single shot, twenty gauge shotgun, um, a double barrel shotgun, an old school Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> a Did you shoot 40, your eye out? 
No, not yet. A 40-year-old catcher's mitt. Uh, a Rawlings 40-year-old catcher's mitt. And a um I I got some of, you know, a couple of his Duke shirts and stuff like that for my wife and and whatever. And then he had a 150th edition or 150th anniversary collectible Confederate States of America 22 North Carolina pistol. So it's a 22 revolver with an alabaster handle with a North Carolina flag on it. Um, that is dope. And so, so anyways, I so came home with a bunch of firearms. <laughs> what, what you're telling us is you accumulated from his accumulation. Absolutely. See, it's funny okay. because so my wife, did you get me? Did you, I missed, I missed it all home from in there. Did you miss what? Did you bring any alcohol home from there? Oh no, he uh all that was gone already. <laughs> so I was just wondering I was just wondering how much of the ATF responsible for. It seems like you're only responsible for the TF portion. Yeah, yeah, I'm only responsible <laughs> for the no TF. A. I didn't bring any A home. <laughs> and so I ain't gonna lie to you. Probably somewhere in their barn there is some moonshine that I will go investigate later. And so it's probably strong enough now uh, that you'll drink some and go blind. And so, because, <laughs> uh, you know, the county I live in was birthed out of moonshine money. <laughs> uh, like, you know how NASCAR started with, with, with shiners running away from the police? Yeah, that was here. So... <laughs> Um. Anyways, so yeah. Sometimes so we, you uh, got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, man. Just cool stuff out here in the country that we can do that big city folk can't do. And uh, uh. Anyway, so you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Like I said, in the fields because obviously he's not going to come home again. You know, and so it's you know going through his stuff and whatever, whatever. But then also being like, dope. Let me take this with me, and so. There was one of their uncles had this, and I, I wanted it so bad, but uh, but our our uncle wanted it. But one of their uncles had a a, le- a lever action sixteen gauge shotgun. So you, so you load the shotgun from the bottom, and then after you fire it, you pull the lever to eject the shell. And I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> and uh, but it was already spoken for, and I was like, "Dang it." So there's other guns there that that are going to come to my house. <laughs> so I just didn't get to them today. Like a thirty. Not too special. concerned about it. No, I'm going to get a thirty eight special and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, so bittersweet, but it was a good time uh, doing that, seeing seeing lots of stuff. So so you know, I was I was enough with like you know. Fictional feels. Now you got to throw non-fictional feels at me, and I don't need this, TJ. I, yeah, I don't. And you know what I'm talking about because right you you a redneck too. So I do. I feel like I, I mean it was just mama. You know, she died. I had to go down and clear out the house, and oh lordy, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. My grandpa, and so it adds to the guns that I already had from my grandpa, which was a 16-gauge, single-shot single 16-gauge, single you know, and all these guns are like 80 years old or more, so. You know, when so are you awesome going to go stuff. hunting, though? Man, I go hunting whenever. I got a hunting rifle. I told, I, I walked in and told Alice, and I was I like, didn't say, I didn't say, when could you? I said, when are you? Oh, well, When was the last time you went hunting? Uh during deer season last year okay i i, I didn't I, I didn't hear any stories about you going hunting like well, like he hunts he hunts like every morning he just gets up yeah. and he's like i'm gonna go hunt something yeah no what i did was i sat in a tree stand i didn't hunt anything i watched nothing happen uh, so <laughs> there was no CJ made it come to I, him I, is what it is yeah <laughs> right so that's why they call it hunting, because if you just see every t- if you see something every time you go, then it's just called killing. So <laughs> TJ only TJ only goes after the stupid animals that walk to him. That's he exactly right. I ain't trying to. I ain't. I got some Cherokee Indian in me, but it's like a one you know one thirty second. I ain't out there in the woods trying to you know Cherokee Indian this thing. You are gonna have to come to me. I'm lazy. Um, see, I'm, I'm even more late. I, I won't even go out there. I'll pay somebody. I no doubt, man. But it was funny. Bring the, me a the last, the last deer I killed, it was a uh, well, the second to last deer. Last year I killed was a was a doe that came out, and I killed her in front of her child. Well, that was mean. Well, she was real big, so she got real dead. And uh, baby's and origin then, story, right there. All right, and so. And it, the 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 child was old enough that it wasn't spotted, so it was you know it was it was old enough. And I t- and the guy was that wanted some of the meat. I was like, "You want me to kill the kid too?" And he was like, "No, nah, let him grow." And I was like, "All right." Yeah. And so, but uh, the one before that was a yeah. The one before that was a buck who was uh, who was in rut, and he ran out into the field. And when he realized he was in the field, he realized that he had messed up. And so he turned around, and then he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so he heard a noise, and then he fell down. <laughs> so, he was just like, "Oh, I'm in the field! Dang it!" Dunk. He was like, "I think there's a, I think there's a lady over there." Oh no! <laughs> and I use ballistic tip because when I hit it, I want it to fall down. <laughs> I don't want to have to drag it 40 yards out of the woods. I want you to, to stop where I shoot you. <laughs> Anyways, there's enough about killing things today. Let's talk about TV. Where are we starting, Trey? Do we got to start with Moon Knight? No. we. Can... I don't know, Trey. No, we, we ain't got to. I just, it, 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 hurt, it, 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 it made me, it made me sad. Oh, man. Okay, let's dive in. Go for it, Trey. Go for it. Look, hold on, before we dive in, can we talk about how I don't appreciate how Picard took us down the emotional rabbit hole the week before, and then Moon Knight? I was like, y'all gonna have to pump the brakes on all this uh, childhood trauma. <laughs> like, see, you you wanna go? Pro- the the number of the number of like posts and things that I've seen lately of everybody finally being like. This season of Picard is just garbage. I'm like, thank you. 
thank you for finally justifying me. This last episode wasn't bad. It's not good. I do have a question, I mean, though. Go ahead. What's your question? It spawned a question. Not about the episode. I, I'm My faculties are fully intact, so I understood what was happening. So, Girardi and the Borg Queen are off to form a Borg collective. A new Borg, where, a new Borg collective. A new Borg collective where they don't force assimilation to enslave the galaxy. But they're not going to enslave quite, it. Well, they, they still are. They're going to assimilate, but... They're, they're going to, to assimilate, but they're only going to assimilate. They're only going to assimilate those that want. It's it's a different thing. It's they're gonna they're gonna go out and say, "All right, you know, are you dying? Do you do you want you know? Do you want this?" They're not gonna force it. They're gonna just let it offer it. Pat, what do you think about that? Because I have a feeling, but I want to know what your feeling is. Uh, I. Yeah, I'll hear Pat's feeling that I'm just going to rip the whole dang thing wide open. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I already know you were, so that's why I didn't ask you. Um, I think it's an interesting concept that is going to rewrite. If they choose to move forward with it, it's going to rewrite kind of the. What we know about the Borg. It's going to it's going to rewrite history. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Trace text. <laughs> I made a calculated risk, but I am bad at math. <laughs> oh, that's me, 100%. Yeah, I think it is too. I, I, I find the concept very interesting, though. I wasn't expecting that. It was intriguing. Can we go with that? It was intriguing to say the... I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't say I like it. I just said it was intriguing. <laughs> right, but that means now, if they do this, okay, say they, they, we got one more episode left, whatever, they, they go back to the future. They're going back to a totally different future now. Yeah. The Borg never existed. Like, all this stuff, all this stuff wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I'll be. In, that's why I'm intrigued and I'm interested to see how they do it. But that's what I took it as, which I'm not here for because like, the Borg, like I said, is my favorite villain. Yeah, because now they've got to go back, like seven of nine, one of nine, because the Borg would not have taken her as a child. Yeah, and made her seven of nine. I do appreciate that she got her Borg but, stuff back. <laughs> Well, and that's still going to be there because if they go back, it happened in the past. Yeah. If they go back, like, it's, and this is that whole time, like, if they go back to the future, can she go? Yeah, that's, see, that's my question. The 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 time, that's, then that's always a problem, ain't it, with timey-wimey stuff. Like, it starts getting yeah. real convoluted. I mean, all the stuff, all the, and, uh, like, like, like honestly, does that mean is he not going to be Lacutus anymore? Yeah, he would have never been Lacutus. Like, the, the crazy thing is, like, the way it technically, once Girardi was like, okay, we're going to go do this, and they left, that should have ended the time loop because 
there would have been nothing to send them back. Mm. But didn't they come back they to save they, uh, Rene Picard? It's because of that interaction with the Borg. The Borg started that's taking they, over everything. Yeah, and that's how they got back. They also used the Borg Queen. Now, technically, I guess they still could have because she will, she will exist, but different. But they used the Borg Queen for the different reality. Oh, no, I got you. I understand what you're saying. I do. But I, the, the, I, whole Borg, the Borg Queen that, like, resulted in them ended up having to get shit that you know, Picard went away and then Q showed up. He's like, I'm going to take you to this other reality now. Boom. But in the actual timeline, I want to talk to Picard. There'd be no reason for that. No, I got you. I understand unless, exactly what you're saying. Unless just, for some don't... reason they're going to get back to that time and then it's going to be viewed that like that black suited like was Gerardi all along. Which I think is what's going to happen. But then that was just stupid. No, I get you. I understand. But then I saw another post that said um, 100% somebody is expecting Will Wheaton to show up as the traveler. Or whatever. I saw that too. Whatever he, whatever he went with. And I, I mean, I can see it. I'm, I, I will, whatever. If Will Wheaton is in it and he's been. They've kept if they if that's the case, then they've kept him a real good secret. But you know, and but also right next here. season they've already they've already said next season all the all the you know all the the next generation peeps are coming back, and so I'm like I said I'm intrigued, and it's going to turn out and it could be really stupid. Or, but know. if all the, I mean, but that's the thing, like it was like literally all the same people, you wouldn't have been the same people because, like the stuff with the Borg was like half of what they dealt with at the end of TS nine or the TN, TNG. So oh, that's what I'm saying. And the Borg and all the stuff with Voyager and, uh, the Borg and first contact and all of the stuff we've seen with the Borg is now like, well, isn't that why, isn't that why data like sacrificed himself was to help with the Borg? Um, no, that was uh, Romulus. No, that, yeah, that Romulus was and Remus. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, Which I mean, that, that's uh, that's one thing I'm just gonna. That one always bugged the oop out of me. Is yeah. that they named like the aliens took the name of our like past Roman gods somehow like that just happened independently. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get we're the ones making the TV show, but you come on. You can make up a word. I mean, yeah. you made up Vulcan and you got to give them Romulus and Remus. Really? You made up, you made really? up the Borg. I mean, come on. And the Klingon, you made up all this crap. Stop! You have to use actual Roman god names. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was cool. I'm glad we finally got some action, especially even though they keep dipping back into the, the childhood trauma. And I was like, stop it! Especially after this episode of Moon Knight, which we'll talk to in a bit. <laughs> oh, and forgetting because now we got Halo childhood trauma. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's boring. <laughs> there is a bunch of childhood trauma this week. That is that is must be the the story to you, or it's just how it be. I'm telling you, uh, I'm digging Halo though. Yeah, it's like okay. Well, my mom had a mental disorder, and she hung herself in front of me. Yeah, well, the government organization, and they made a flash clone that that like looked like me, but died soon, but probably had like a virus in it because my entire planet was wiped out due to an ecological virus thing. Yeah, I made like three separate personalities because I accidentally killed my little brother and my mom beat the crap out of me when I was a kid. I'm telling you, it's just like, I mean, well, guess what? <laughs> who wins? Who wins that one? Who who wins that one? Actually, I'm gonna go with Master Chief, kidnapped as a child, and then medically experimented on for a lot of years, and have been like your whole life ripped from you. And then I'm gonna give with that an AI as the that bigger can emotional. Then an AI that can shut down yeah, your neural bridge. Your <laughs> like, um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting. Sorry, I, I like Halo. I will say these last two episodes. I will say these last two episodes took Halo from it's fine, it, it it's fine to that's that's a pretty good story. It it upgrade the last two episodes upgraded Halo in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I still don't like the doctor, and I'm starting to not trust her daughter either. So, so here's the thing. Well, I think. I um, think go ahead. No, go ahead. The, I know what you're going to say. The daughter's fine. Well, nobody likes the doctor. The do- I mean, no, they, no, you're meant to not like the doctor. No, she's the worst. Like the, I mean, the doctor. The doctor is even playing her own kid. Um, Miranda, I don't think there's anything wrong with her. She wants to prove that she can do stuff, but she is like, she is not willing to, she would not have ripped kids away from their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, she like, if Master Chief says, I want to do this, she's going to do that because she already knows well you your life's already screwed up how much worse can it get um but like yeah her, her mom halsey halsey just needs to straight get the edge of one of those rock formations yeah so so before we do that uh, do we have anything else to say about Picard other than there was some action and we're waiting to see how this thing plays out I, I'm waiting. The way they make it play out is going to make me like. I know. I know it's going to make me angry. It's just like what on a scale of like five to ten because I know it's already going to get me to five at least. So five to ten, how angry am I going to be at? Yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. Pat, are you are you where are you at? Um, I'm interested to see what the Brent Spiner character is going to do because mm-hmm. he's obviously going to have something to do with the two Renees, right? Right. Um, and I'm also interested to see if and or how they get back to the right time. 
Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I'm at curious about. Like they're standing there, and Picard's, you know, talking. He's like, you know, oh, they're, they're they're having this discussion, and Picard's trying to reason with him. Why don't you just tell him what soon is in the actual future? He'd be yeah. like, I don't know what she told you. Will he go on to do? Like, because she told him he could either be like a disgrace or a savior, and. Without without going all Borg, he was actually the card should be able to tell him that. Ain't yeah. like he hasn't already told everybody else what they do. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like they've been dropping butterflies everywhere. So I mean Rio's out here making out with butterflies. So <laughs> Rios left her in a technologically advanced apartment with a tricorder. <laughs> he just left her there. Yeah, is anybody is, at one point is it gonna be like Rios? Where you where's she at? Oh. oh. I left her at your apartment. That I somehow figured out how to hotwire, even though I'm a Starfleet captain, I learned a totally different species like vocabulary and and, and technological schemes just by post. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. It just frustrates you. Could, I got you. I know. They don't even have to try to make it better. They, I mean, it's just so much easier. There's, it's like they're trying to make it bad. Okay, well then, well at least we get another shot this week. We get to see uh, Patrick Stewart play Professor X. Uh, a version of Professor X, yes. A version uh, in the Illuminati because, you know, because it was funny because Patrick Stewart was saying he was surprised when they used his voice. You were not, you stupid old man, because we saw your well, old I'm, hand I'm, in that chair. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm, I think he's saying they were surprised they used it, it, that they revealed that instead of just oh, letting oh, okay, it be okay. the movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, well then that's fine. I'm, I'm down with that. But I was like, at this point, he's talking again, and there is his old hand in the chair. Like, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Yeah, like that, that, that was so that that uh, that trailer of Soul that I think would have been way better just being a flat out surprise in the movie. Well, sure. That that's what I and that who was it that said that they were somebody said that they were shocked that they dumped all that out there. Yeah, 100%. I don't remember who it was though. It was somebody in Marvel. So, anyways, so we get I, that. I was hundred percent was. So, on the Professor X thing, it's been speculated that it's the Professor X from the '90s cartoon, mm. which. I could be here for. Um, and it's also been been postulated online, and I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on this, that uh, Star, Trek, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is going to write the Star Trek universe, is going to put the ship back on course. I think that that is a fair assessment. I think they're going to use it to fill in a bunch of plot holes. 
I mean, they can, but I mean, honestly, right now, this one, they went to, they went to the past. So that means the future that Strange New Worlds is set in is now affected by what they are jacking up right now. And we don't know if that, but that may, they may have that in consideration. You know what I'm saying? I doubt it. Well, they might. I don't know. I didn't. They haven't considered a dang thing yet. Why start now, man? I'm just saying. So here's another thing about the author, Pat, because you are the Star Trek aficionado here. Yes. Would you consider yourself that? Uh, I think that that title would go to TJ. He's much more of a fan than I am. He's been pulling through, but but yeah. The Picard family. You had Mama, you had Papa, you had Jean-Luc, but didn't you have a brother? Didn't Jean-Luc have a brother? Yep. Where has his brother been in all of this? (laughs) That's a good question. Because his brother wouldn't have been an adult at this point. Mm -mm. He'd have been a little bit older. In all of this, I remember my childhood. Where's his brother at? He remembers sitting there with his mama and his daddy. Where's his brother? Yeah. Did we just forget that that happened? Yeah, we don't care. Obviously. Brother sucks. He was out working the vineyard, dude. He was out working the vineyard. He ain't cool. We don't care about him. He was out being forgotten as a plot device is what he was. We don't care. Your brother sucks. We're not going to talk about him. So anyways, back to Halo. Yes, the last two, <laughs> the, the last two episodes have, uh, well, it didn't for me because I already knew what was going to happen because, you know, I've played the games. Because you're um, special. But these, like the, but these are in the games though, right? No, they're not. And so what they're doing is they're setting up based on this last episode where they touch the artifact and him and the girl that's not in the games, Mackie, uh, they end up on the, you know, fields of Elysium. Um, they end up in the field of reeds with Oscar Isaac, um, yeah. on Halo, uh, that's the first thing we get of Halo. So the point is, so in Halo 1, it takes place on the Halo, right? So we're getting pre-Halo 1. Now, are they going to just roll into Halo 1? I hope not, because I we already have that. I don't need cinematics. I don't need a live action of the cinematics. They're good enough. Are they going to tell me a new story? Maybe, but here's the thing. So at the end of the battle, which was super dope, by the way, um yeah that 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 whole thing when he was he was like what what did he say he's like i know how the game is played <laughs> i was like yes you do and so so the grunts the little the little midgets uh that just speak gibberish and run around uh they're the pawns basically you got the jackals which the shields the energy shields who was the big that's a brute ugly. Yeah, he was Master Chief flying. He was just like backhand. So that's exactly he is the brute squad. In um, (laughs) so you end up fighting the brutes. So the brutes end up having these like grenade launchers. Like they're just they rain down destruction. Like they're like the elites, which are the 
the ones with the face that opens up. It's got like the four, you know, that kind of like look predator like predator face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're like they're the they're the stealth warriors. They're the, basically the Spartan equivalent of the Covenant. Okay, so in the game you find the main elite. His name is the Arbiter. And so you get to play as him. He ends up being the master chief equivalent for the covenant. Okay. Right. Um, we haven't seen him yet. We've, we've seen the elites talk. We haven't seen them yet. The big monkey looking thing, the brute with that giant hammer. Yeah. When you get that hammer in the game, you hundred percent do not have to hit people. You just hit the ground and it sends out that shockwave that sends people flying. Um, the brutes are um, in the game later in the games, like in Halo Four and beyond, and whatever. The brutes and the elites end up fighting. A civil war breaks out among the Covenant. Um, the elders, the 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 high priest in the chairs, you know, they're out here basically flaunting their religion around. Uh, the Covenant religion, which is basically all the Halos are and stuff like that. So there's a ton of stuff that happens. Like we find out later that the Halo is a weapon in the games, right? We we know that now that it's a weapon. Um, but we already talked about this in another podcast. When all the Halo, if they ignite the Halo rings, uh, it exterminates all life in the galaxy, all organic life. So there, everybody's being lied to, basically about what the halos are. And they were put there by an ancient race of people called the Forerunners. And um, we hadn't met them yet either. So you get what I'm like. So we're way early in the story. And so I don't know what they're going to go with. But right now we're basically, because we got three episodes left in this one, we're going to get to the halo. That is where this is going to end. There's there's no way they can get past that. In the games, does it reach take place before Halo One? It does. So okay. Reach is their is their headquarters. So then there's a Halo right, game. They've been on Reach. Yeah. So then the Halo game. There's a Halo game called Halo ODST where you're not a Spartan. Instead, you're one of the Marines. So you basically have the Marines, and then you have the Spartan program, which Master Chief is a Mark II. He ends up being special. We already see that, right? Well, they have Mark IV. Like, they continue the Spartan program and get more sophisticated, quote-unquote sophisticated. They're never as good as the OGs, but, you know, they get they continue the Spartans. And so I, I guarantee you at some point we'll see a new team of Spartans probably next season. But it's just interesting because we're in a weird – like, we're going to get some weird – mixture of original story and key people in the halo universe which is i'm a thousand percent fine with so like you said it went from just fine to an interesting story in the last two episodes yeah because that 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 fight like when they're when they're when the when the covenant show up to get the to get the second piece of the artifact and out of master chief's like i'm going after kai and they're like no he's just like just drive he just jumps off Grabs hold of that Spartan ship, just starts, you know, wrecking things. I'm like, yeah, that looks a lot like a video game. That looks a lot like what you would play. Oh, a thousand percent. Those things are called banshees. 
And if you're set up on a hill and you you can technically jump off and get into a band, like you can, because you get into the game and once you roll up next to, they have these things called ghosts, which are basically land vehicles to comparable to the to the uh, humans warthogs their machine gun right. jeeps they have ghosts which obviously there's all plasma based right so they got plasma weapons and then those things are called banshees which shoot out of their the ends of their wings but when you're in the game that's a thousand percent what happens you can jump and it's if you get near their stuff then you can latch on and pull the driver out of said machine and get in and fly that thing around so uh yeah that that was straight up like what a three a third person like if you were able to watch one of these battles instead of just from inside master chief's helmet that is a thousand percent what it would have looked like that's why i 100 percent wish that you that all first person shooters had an option to drop back to third person because i cannot play first fear headaches yeah but I can play third so, person all day. So this is like, you know, so Legend of Zelda, you're you're in third person, but you're just Zelda. Like you're just Link, right? Or you're just Zelda or you're just whoever. But when they made these Legend of Zelda games, I don't remember what it's called, but they do the same, same kind of thing where you are interacting with an entire you're you're still the main superhero character, but you're fighting like an army. That's basically what right. you know, kind of what we saw in that battle, which was well done in my opinion, and super hundred percent, hundred percent. Because they're big old ships that just drop in out of nowhere. Those U shaped ships are basically drop ships, is what they are. Like the sides open up, and like fifty Covenant drop out of that thing. It's a mixture of grunts and jackals and elites, and later in the game, the brutes. But see, the crazy part is, is we haven't even we haven't even met. I don't know if we will, but we haven't even met the infestation yet, the flood. So, like, well, that comes all this later. Crazy that comes later in the that comes later in the game series. So, if we're pre, the flood's going to be much later. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. Like I said, I'm. I, they've done a really good job at the weapons look like the weapons from the game. His HUD looks like the HUD from the game, but we're in live action. So we have some extra stuff like Maquis is not in the game. We don't ever have a human that's on side with the Covenant that that is basically whatever, whatever. Because this story hasn't been told yet. Halo 1 starts already on. The Covenant already occupy the Halo. And so, um, you know, so we're in a different place, but a cool place. And so I'm here for it. Yeah, and when that when that one machine gunner got hit by the needler. Oh yeah, the needler is nasty, and so is that. They even had that little circle gun that the grunts carry that shot out that green ball of energy. Oh yeah, that thing. This is called the it's called the noob combo in multiplayer because in Halo Two. You could switch between. So what you would do is you would carry either a battle rifle or a pistol, and you would carry that thing. You'd run around with that thing charged, and you'd light somebody up. We would instantly drop their shield and switch guns and shoot them in the face, and then they die. And so that's why, you know, if you if you were like me who knew where the head level was on the screen, like there's a couple different multiplayer options. One of them is you have no shield; you just have you have no shield, so a headshot kills you, right? And so uh, 
because I knew where head level was, like I would just light these fools up. I'd end up having like 30 kills out of the 50 because I would just be, I'd just run around and just as soon as my vision would react to movement, I'd shoot somebody in the face. And so uh, it's a really cool, it's a well done show. Well done. I'm just, I'm here. I'm all the way here for it. It, it, it definitely, like we talked about Wheel of Time, it was just fine. It was just a fine fantasy show. This went, like you said, from fine to intriguing and good in two episodes. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And then Moon Knight and the drama. So here, here's the interesting thing about Moon Knight. If you go back and watch episode one, all right? The bottom of the fish tank is set up like Toirette's desert. Her boat is there. The Osiris's gates are in the fish tank. Like the bottom of his fish tank has Toirette's desert in it. Yeah, I saw that today. I saw that on on the on the tick, and I was like, that's freaking awesome. They've been playing this. Dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, we figured out why Stephen has a uh, fest. Uh, you know, Mark went through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say he did. <laughs> and it's not even the stuff, have, right? Like the stuff is bad enough. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you let your brother drown. Yeah. Like that sucks. But then your mom went batshit crazy and blamed you and for blamed it. You for it. Yep. <laughs> And then I I have a feeling like it, it seems to me like there's there's been a couple of times in these episodes that we've actually seen Jake Lockley on the screen. Yeah, I could I could see that because there were there were a couple of times where he wasn't speaking with Mark's cadence, like he wasn't speaking with the also like he would throw out a little bit of like a New York accent mm-hmm. when he was saying something. Well, and we saw that third and, sarcophagus. But I, I I think that even like, it, it felt to me that when one of the time, like one of the times in the, in the memories, like when they're going back, it felt like talking to Steven. You mean to Jake I, or Steven? No, it felt like it wasn't Mark talking to Steven. It felt like there was a it was a oh, third yeah. personality. So it felt so I think it was Jake talking to Steven. Even on Poirot's ship. I think he's out. Um what, Jake. What exists. do you think? What do you think, Patrick? Um, I hope so, because Mark's gonna need some help. So <laughs> Well, yeah, Stephen bit the the sand dust, the sand. Yeah. Sand. Well, and, I thought they're, they're I thought for a second where. Go ahead. They're setting it up to where I think Jake is not the friendly neighborhood cabbie that he is in the comics. Okay. That Jake is like the psychopath. Like Jake, Jake does the things that Mark can't even bear. Is like it feels like how they're setting it up. So you're saying we got Stephen who is definite to use D and D terms. You got Stephen who's who's good 
you have Mark who would be maybe chaotic neutral or something like that, maybe a little bit to the to the dark, but still has a little bit of a moral compass. And then we're gonna have Jake, which is just a psychopath. Evil. Yes. Like like Jake against Harrow, Jake would just shoot him in the face. So is it gonna be one of these That's things where so we have Mark who broke, right? Who his brother drowned. He created Stephen. Um and so do we feel like the the evil or the dark inside of him needed a release, which is where Jake comes from? Like the other side of that coin? I think there's gonna be another one that probably happened, you know, because he said, you know, running around in a fugue state will get you kicked out of the military. So I had to go, you know, private ops. I think somewhere in that he had he had to kind of shut deal with what he was doing. So you're thinking Jake is a manifestation of his trauma and his PTSD? Yes. I mean, that's on par for what we've seen, right? I mean, they're diving oh, yeah. headlong into mental health. Yes. And I think they've yeah. done it really well, if, if, if in my opinion. I, I don't know because I'm I don't I don't I don't struggle with that, I would say. And uh as best I can tell, though, it makes sense to me. Well, that that I think that specific type of mental, um, you know, because bipolar is a different thing, you know, depression sure, sure. is a different thing. But this is disassociative personalities is like its own like crazy thing. Yeah. Um. But the whole thing with uh, actually like, well. If he's me and he could do that, I guess I can do that. And <laughs> just starts whomping on all the sand things and just loses his mind on the one guy. He's just like, I'm going to. And that kind of makes me wonder, was that actually. Because he just pounded that thing. You think that was Jake getting something? ready to come through? Because he only came through on Steven. Right. Because even Mark was like, dude, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah. So, so where do we think this thing's going to land? Pat, where do you think this thing's going to land? Like, they're dead. They're on, they're, where are they? They're Cyrus's, or they're at um, Osiris's gate. Is that where they are? Cyprus? I don't know where they are. They're at Osiris's gate now because after Stephen fell over, the scales balanced. All right, now, Pat, where do you think this thing's going to go? Well, Mark's going to get back to the land of the living. Um, But there's, again, speculation online that says we haven't met the bad guy for this season yet, that it's not uh, Ethan Hawke's character. Mm. Who is it, then? I didn't I didn't read the article because I didn't want to spoil it for myself if it you know if it was right, but well that's a good question, Trey. Do we think it's Ahmet? Like do we think they're gonna bring it 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 he she hit I don't know what it is back? I mean the the thing that they said is so Marcus Steven asked Toiret to to let uh I can't think of his 
wife's name. Let her know Layla to go and release Layla. Yeah, to go and release Conchu. So Layla's got the Ahmet statue. If if Twilight lets her know to go and where to go, to, Stephen goes back through the gate. He's still shot. So there might be a thing where Conchu and Ahmet get released at the same time. And then we're going to have like a Moon Knight versus whatever Ahmet. So fight. Because I feel like, I feel like Ahmet will no longer want when, when, when he's released or is it a he or she? She. So whenever she's released, I don't think she's going to want to use her avatar. Why not? Because I think she's going to want to fight. Or you think she's going to fight Khonshu and the avatars are going to fight. Because I feel like Mark or Jake is going to whoop Ethan Hawke's tail. So the gods themselves cannot fight in this realm. Uh-huh. That's why they use the avatars. Well, so what's what? So that's the thing through. is that's why even Kanshu, when he rewound the stars, he needed Steven to do it. No, I got you. So, so is so that's what I'm saying is Ethan Hawke has not presented to me that he is worthy to fight Moon Knight and be a threat. Well, not without powers. Like right now he's got, he's got very limited powers of what, what Amit can do while trapped. Okay. There we go. That's, that's where my brain didn't make the jump. But once Amit's fully released. Yeah. I got you now. Um, and Amit is going to like, I don't know if you like everybody's got a thing like Conchu got the like the skeleton with the burst going and all that. Ahmet has the the front body of a lion and the back body of a hippo. Okay. That's that is what Ahmet looks like. Ahmet really in the Egyptian confused about it, Ahmet in Egyptian mythology really didn't do much. Ahmet was kind of like a guard dog. Osiris would weigh art, weigh the scales. And if you if you didn't balance, if your if your heart was heavier than the feather, then Ahmet would get your heart would eat your heart. And your soul would be devoured along with it. And that was the end of it. Sure. This, you know, Torah would take you to o- Osiris. Yeah. Osiris would be like, let me, let me weigh that. Oh, nope. You messed up. Here's a snack. And Ahmed would snack it down. So, but here's the thing. Um, In the boat, all these souls were being dropped down prematurely, right? So does that yeah, not give us... Yeah, that's Harrow doing some stuff. 
that much though. To me, that felt like Ahmet was already. Oh, I guess we ain't seen because she's got the statue. Okay, yeah, she's okay. got the statue. Yeah, I think that's Harrow, like doing the little power that he does have, where he can like pull their souls out. And okay. that, I think he's doing it to his to his crew to throw things off balance. All right, so here's my next question for anybody for the panel: Are we going to see Moon Knight again? Or is he going to be contained to his I own think, little thing? No, I think we're, is right now, again, Mark's going to go back into a body that still has bullets in it. Something has to heal him. No, 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 no. I know we're, I know we're going to see Moon Knight again here. After this, are we going to see Moon Knight in his own kind of contained thing? Or where does Moon Knight fit in the MCU? going forward ready to go there's been rumors of a season two which i'm here for i would be here for it um i would love to see a version of the midnight suns which is like moon knight punisher daredevil I don't know what that is. Go. He's telling it's, you what it is. He's telling me who's in it. What do they do? Are they just another team? Basically, yeah. So who they're, do they they're, fight? They're the ones. Bad guys at night. Okay. And Dracula. I got you. Okay, that was my question. Like, what are we? What are we fighting? Moon, we can, so Moon, Moon Knight. Are we Dracula fighting wizards? Witches? Are we fighting? What are the big three? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. No, Moon Knight and Dracula have a well-established uh, relationship. Oh, my God. Are, is Blade a part of this thing? No, and that's it, the best part. Really? <laughs> no, it's just Moon Knight, Moon Knight and Dracula go back and forth, and Blade has nothing to do with it, and that's what makes it even funnier. Well, that's why... I, okay, well, okay. Here's my question. In the MCU, do you not think that that's where Blade's going to come in? With Dracula. I don't even know. Like, honestly, I don't know what they're trying to do right now. I have to see, I'd have to see the thing. Like, whatever they did with the Eternals, I did not like. So, because they didn't like, do anything with them, it, 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 oh, God, it, it, was, no, it was absolutely useless and boring and awful. The Eternals was. The Eternals was the Picard of the MCU. Oh my god! You had to go there, didn't you? No, I see. I think that's too much. I think that's it's it's worse than that. No, it is. You know what? You're right. You know Picard, Picard is worse than that. You're oh, right. shut up! That's not what I said. And so, <laughs> uh, I did it. I said it anyway. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't think, I really don't think that there's a place for Moon Knight. And like, just because if they do have a, an extra planetary fight again, his powers would not work off of Earth. His Kanshu has no domain off of Earth. Yeah, he's basically Batman at night, except white. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I say. And that's what I kind of, I, I, I'm a little sad that they did establish, okay, yes, he does have powers because the greatest part about Moon Knight is everybody hardly had powers or was he just crazy? Well, let me ask you this. Would y'all not be behind? Let's just pause the MCU as a whole. Would you not be behind sort of a self-contained, um, whatever you called them, the Moonlight Six or whatever? No, hundred percent. Kind of fighting because their own thing and dealing with Dracula and other stuff. Hundred percent. I mean, just dealing with stuff, just dealing with like the regional crime, just you know, mob bosses and 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 you know the. You know, bringing bringing the kingpin back and all that—that that would all be great stuff. King kingpin's great and all, but let, let's just be honest. If the Hulk went up against kingpin, kingpin would be dead. Yeah, like I would be okay if with Captain it. Marvel. Like if if any of the higher level Avengers went up, so. You got to keep those lower level care, lower level heroes for that. We're we're, fall, we're we're walking through the MCU in chronological order with some friends of ours, and we just watched Captain Marvel, and it still sucks. In case y'all are wondering, <laughs> so <laughs> and they were like, you, "What is you sound surprised by this fact?" No, I was, they were. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "You want to know how bad she sucks?" They rewrote. They rewrote her part in Endgame because nobody wanted her there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Go fight in space. We don't Honestly, want you here. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was it was worse than Thor two. Did you say it was worse or no worse? No worse. They were probably oh, I, they're about I, on par. A thousand percent agree. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Thor after Ragnarok, <laughs> we got a big pick me up with the Thors. Um. But I would be completely fine if they just, and I'd even be fine with Spider Man dropping out of uh, the MCU proper and into the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, dealing with Kingpin and dealing with like to just hang out in New York, my guy. I don't need you over here doing this stuff. Let's do other things. We saw the big Infinity Saga. Now let's do different things all at the same time because those are better. Well, the way the way it seems that he's been set up to do, Spider Man is not slated for any other MCU movies, and I don't need him to be. Sony, Sony wants to make their own thing, so they can't have Kingpin. He would be over there with Morbius. Well, but they've already agreed. The MCU and Spider Man have already agreed to three more films. Not to the MCU, though. What in the MCU, but maybe not in the MCU proper. Like it's still going to be in Marvel. So, so when they've agreed to Tom Holland in three more films. Well, sure. So does that mean Kang? So where do we put Kang in all this? Where does Kang go, Pat? Where where does Kang, Kang is going to show up? In Kang is going to show up in in Doctor Strange. What? He's going to be the main villain in Ant Man and the Wasp, the next one too. Okay, I'm in, in the sorry. I, I'm in in the comics. Where is Kang most prevalent? Prevalent against the Avengers. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was Spider Man. My bad. No. Um, 
Well, when oh when, no, I'm not talking about Kang. I'm talking about Craven the Hunter. My that's bad. a Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, Spider Man. My brain doesn't work. Go and ahead. that that can that can 100 percent legit be uh, be the next thing. But I'm, I, what I'm saying is the whole thing with Tom Holland is Tom Holland has agreed to another trilogy with with Sony, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's an MCU thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pat, tell me about Kang. Well, what I was going to say before that um, is the fact that when Marvel Studios was, they had a TV <laughs> side and a movie side, like uh-huh. the Netflix shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher, yeah. they were their own thing. It was part of the Marvel Universe, kind of like you're talking, but now what we're seeing is Feige wants to put it all back together. And how do we feel about that? While I think there's room for both, it's just going to be a different trajectory. Because the only way way to keep the MCU moving is you got to get, you got to go bigger, badder, you know. Where with, the daredevils and the punishers of the world, you know, you could just move to a new city and take on crime there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's my thing is my question is Kate. What do you think? Would it not be better to do what you just said and then leave the bigger and the batter to bring the fantastic four and the X-Men into the MCU and leave the rest of it in this local smaller, you know, smaller setting more regional. I don't know that we need the X-Men in the MCU. Well, they're coming. Fantastic four, maybe, but I think kind of like Pat was saying, if we take the TV shows, you, the TV, but not of, you know, they, they can deal with like the lower level stuff. Cause like, yeah, there's these earth shattering things that happen. But when these earth-shattering things happen, like that, like the snap, this probably opened up a lot of a lot of crime. A lot of you know people probably you know amassed some power um, illegally. That would be something that the Punisher would definitely want to go after. Well, that's Those my thing. Where does the so Punisher? Where does the Punisher operate? Right. So you can have that story that fits in with like the low, like. The not not Avenger worthy stuff, because the Avengers aren't going to go after a mob boss, but the Punisher will, Daredevil will, Spider Man will. will. Where where does Punisher operate? Do y'all know where where is he? Main? New York. Okay. New York. So that gives us the Punisher, Daredevil, Spider Man, Kingpin. They're all in New York. Nobody gives a crap about Iron Fist or <laughs> Luke Cage. Honestly, Luke, Luke, I like Luke Cage. I really dug like the only Is one I didn't New care about. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. All, all of them were in New York. The whole thing, like all all of those, were set in New York. The only one that I really was like, just I was one of my favorite comic book characters, and they just ruined him. Like they ruined the comic book character for me with how bad. Iron Fist was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they ruined. 
but like Luke Cage, I dug that. Jessica Jones, I was actually like the first season with uh, David Tennant. With David Tennant, that was that was some that was tight. That was a good good show. Um, but all right, yes. Yeah. So, so TV shows are of but not in, if that makes sense. All right, so Kang, y'all said is an Avengers level threat if they bring in the x-men and or fantastic four obviously if they bring in fantastic four then we're going to get a big baddie with dr doom i assume that's what what we would get who does galactus where's he fall in on all this the fantastic four okay so is there an x-men baddie that we Phoenix. could potentially see Phoenix again. Um, <laughs> we don't need to I see mean, Magneto was pretty. Magneto was pretty much the big one there. Um, sorry, sorry. An X Men baddie outside of you get you, like if do the X Men not team up with the Avengers? Very rarely. I mean, I know, doesn't Wolverine? Well, Wolverine's uh, on every members, superhero team. So yeah, Wolverine has been in every. I think Wolverine was on Fantastic Four for a while. Okay, so we're not going to get. So what you're telling me is we're not going to get like. Let's say they introduce the X Men. Okay, so if they introduce the X Men, then what you're telling me is from their pantheon of baddies, we're getting Phoenix, Magneto, uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse, Sentinel, things like that. If they introduce the Fantastic Four, is where we could potentially have Kang and uh, Doctor Doom and Galactus and. We're already going to get Kang. We've got Kang, so well, don't need but but you get what I'm saying. If if we introduce Fantastic Four, so what I'm so what I'm thinking is is just like like Pat said, the MCU's got to be bigger. Would y'all say that that happens more with X Men or Fantastic Four? I don't think it happens more either way. I think I mean. Obviously, it it gets bigger, bigger because there are way more X Men than there are Fantastic Four. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. I meant bad guy. I meant uh, uh, universe threatening things. I mean, when you go Fantastic Four, then you end up then you end up talking about uh, was it uh, Nathaniel Richards? Yeah, is that Reed's kid? That basically is like the most powerful mutant to ever, ever exist, because he can just bend reality to his will without even create new realities, pocket dimensions, the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So what I'm hearing is, um, Trey say he doesn't really need the X Men in MCU we could have the fantastic four. So what I would like as somebody who's not really into Marvel at all, other than this and what I see and what y'all tell me is that we're going to see Kang. We already know that's coming. We already know that we have uh, Sam as cap and we have Bucky and we have, um, who else is coming? Ironheart is coming. Yeah. We got Kate Bishop is is coming. Who's coming? Kate Bishop is Hawkeye. She-Hulk. Okay. We also have... um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. We also have 
uh, White Vision is still around there somewhere, and Wanda oh. and Doctor Strange. Well, so in in the Marvels, you're going to have uh, Photon become official, All right. along with Captain Marvel. Um, this show. They hinted at Nova in there too, but that's unconfirmed. Yeah. Okay. Well, then what I'd like to see is I would like to see a Fantastic Four and I would like to see us see Dr. Doom or Galactus or some baddies like that and pull everybody together or Kang. Kang is fine. Yeah. You you really can't do Fantastic Four without Dr. Doom. Well, that's what I'm saying. Their main villain. So, and, and there's a lot of ways you could do that story much better than Fox in their three attempts. Well, because I mean, Doctor Doom was their Magneto, where mm-hmm. they constantly fought, but they were also allies several times. But also, isn't Doctor Doom like crazy powerful? He becomes crazy powerful. How crazy powerful? But he spent a lot of time. Happen? He spent a lot of time at uh, what's what's his country's name? Latveria. He spends a lot of time in Liberia practicing sorcery. It's his technology with sorcery. And that's how he becomes crazy powerful? Yes. So it could it be that we see the hinting at Dr. Doom behind the scenes and they just throw him out there with the Fantastic Four after he's reached not crazy power or maybe crazy powerful? I don't know. But you get what I'm saying? Like We don't see the origin as much as we see... He's in Latveria mixing sorcery and such. It, it's possible you might see something if you if if anybody mentioned in Doctor Strange, then you know going to who it is. Um. Okay. I've, all right. I feel like I've beat this horse to death. So let's talk about cigars, and then we can quit. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Pat hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's just been so long since I've smoked a cigar and I was treating it kind of like my pipe and just, you know, if I'd have taken a puff, (laughs) set it down, you know, that'd have been one thing, but left it in my mouth and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was, um, even though it was the mildest cigar of the three we're doing, I only got through half of it. It was a good cigar. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I couldn't finish it. Uh, So here's how, here's my assessment. Uh, So for everybody that doesn't know, we smoked a uh, San Cristobal. San Cristobal Elegancia. Elegancia. So um, we, we smoked, well, we thought about having it in a Robusto size, which for those that don't know, cigar is basically what? Five inches, five and a half. Uh, Robusto. Robusto is generally five by a 50 ring gauge. Um, and a little background on the San Cristobal line. San Cristobal is a, is a joint venture between uh, the Kevin the Garcia family, who does my father, which will be our, our uh, full-flavored cigar choice, and Ashton. Okay. So, so they didn't have any Robusto. They had a Churchill. So I had a Churchill, which is big. Ring gauge, two inches longer. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but but Pat, 
I felt myself doing the same thing that you were doing at the beginning. Like I was treating it like I was going to town on this cigar. And I, I so I pumped the brakes. I sat back in my chair. I started FaceTiming Josh. So I was talking while I was smoking. And so it slowed it down enough to where I was able to finish the whole the, the whole thing. Here's I think what Pat and I think about cigars is the same. I feel like cigars are more potent. And I, I know there are pipe tobaccos that can be, but I feel more acid reflux when I smoke cigars versus when I smoke pipes. And a more tinge in my mouth. And I get hit by the tobacco buzz harder with a cigar than I do with a pipe. I concur. Okay. It wasn't bad at all. Well, and, I, and I think that's because, it, I mean, even with what you pack in a pipe bowl, you're packing significantly less tobacco in a pipe bowl than you are in even, say, a Robusto-sized cigar. And also, um, it's been at least five years since I smoked a cigar. <laughs> I don't so know how long it's been for that, who, but... You know, <laughs> For anybody who knows at least cigar that long. terminology and stuff. Um, so, again, like I said, this one is a joint between uh, Pepin Garcia and Ashton. It is um, Nicaraguan filler with a Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. So, you've got a little bit of the... It, the at the start, and the guy again, you guys may not, uh, you know, go through all that, but at the start, it's got a little bit of that kind of pep aids into kind of like a nutty, creamy sort of thing and finishes kind of that way. So it might have been that that first part might have been a little rough on you, Pat, just because it, it does start a little, a little on the peppery side, evens out after a while. That I'll Nicaraguan, that. that Nicaraguan uh, binder and filler, give it a little bit of a more of a punch because the those those leaves tend to be a little more potent. Um, but it, uh, I thought it, yeah, I get you. I I could tell that it got it was it was it, when I first sat down and I started, I was like, ooh, okay. Like this is uh, this is why I don't smoke cigars, <laughs> and then, but then it mellowed out, and it was really nice. Uh, or maybe I just got used to it again. Uh, I will say this: I do like that I do not have to tend a cigar as much. Um, I don't have to tend the cigar as much as I have to tend the pipe. Yeah. So. Uh, you got to tend to pipe a little bit more, and I was able to not have to tend it as much. I was out there with my music and my chilling, and and it was cool. So I'm here for it. I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, I don't know how to rate it, but okay, we'll go out of five. I'd give it a three and a half tobacco leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's probably where I am as well with it. Three, three and a half. What yeah, would you I, give it, right? I, I, I would probably give it the same, um, just because, in my opinion, 
and it's gonna sound funny. It's it's a little light for me. Okay, I, I prefer something heavier. Um, it's I, I go three and a half, but for the opposite reason that you two go three and a half. Okay. I would say, I mean, it's not weird because you got people that like really dark roast coffee and people that don't. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. So my question is, are we going to do all the cigars first or are we going to alternate? I'm fine either way. I need to, uh, I need to acquire myself a vessel for the, for the other challenge. Well, Pat, you want all you got to do, do is stop by, with? bro. Well, that's I my thing. Do you, you. want right. to? Do you do we want to get pat or get Trey a vessel and and do a pipe next, or do we want to just go ahead and knock cigars out and do pipes all back to back? I was thinking I'm, alternate. That way we could kind of like have a little bit of fair, yeah, a little fair play. All right, so that means that next week you're going to hear a review on East India Trading Company's Officers Club. All right, and then pick out. Pick out a an amateur pipe from your selection of of uh, reclaimed is. Okay. And I will uh, I will acquire it from you. Yo, okay. that black that black pipe with the blue in the tip that thing is fire. And it's sold. That thing is so smooth, dude. That's all I had to say. I was excited that somebody bought it. It was really dope. I was about to, but I have like 15. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think Allison would have liked it if I bought another pipe. (laughs) So, What you do is you buy a pipe. Go ahead, Trey. I was going to say, you buy yourself a pipe and you buy her a pair of shoes. And that way she can't argue with you. Yeah, she don't want any shoes. Uh, but what I would have said, this is how I would have got around it. I'm supporting Pat, and that's all I had to say. Boom! <laughs> My homie needs help. My homie needs his support. I'm a good friend. All right, Pat, land the plane. Hey, folks, it's been fun being with you, and we are... Uh, gonna wrap this one up. So, if you have thoughts, please hit us up on the social medias, the Facebook and the Instagram. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, next week, I'm assuming we're gonna talk Doctor Strange. I think that's a fair guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna step, I might have to step out and see that one. <laughs> yeah, we we may have to we may have to wait until uh, may have to delay it a, a day or two because. I don't know if I'll be able to see it this weekend. It will probably okay. be Tuesday evening before I get it. Okay. Um, but we got Strange New Worlds. We got the wrap-up of both Picard and Moon Knight. More Halo coming. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, yeah Strange Pat, New Worlds starts this Friday. Pat always sounds so just dejected and tired by the time we get to this point. Like we've just beat him into submission. <laughs> Dude, it's been an hour and a half. <laughs> and but see, the, we you got to get that passion. So get the passion. <laughs> then let's do this at 730 in the morning. Okay. When I'm r- raring to go, not at the end of the day. 
Yes, you do not want me on this at 7.30 in the morning because there will be a lot more language that I am not able to filter out because my brain hasn't turned on yet. So if you want this to stay a family show, 7.30 is not the time to do Yeah, I don't want to have to start throwing E on. Yeah. Plus, 7.30 is like six is 6.30 TJ time. and I'm not awake. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, yeah. uh, gosh. but Anyway, time, folks. Just always remember to stay geeky. And remember that Trey and I could keep going, but for Pat's sanity, we're going to stop. <laughs> so embrace your inner geek. Yes, because, you know, I don't want to say bye because I, I love Pat. <laughs> we're out of here. We'll see you next week. <sighs> Later.